You're listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. Before we get started, make sure you connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Range Minded Podcast. We really do appreciate the support. This is episode 110, where we talk about some of our dream guns, guilty pleasure guns, and the firearms that got away with special guest Nick Hoffer. As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy episode 110 of Range Minded, the dream guns and the guns that got away. Hello and welcome to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. My name is Mark Long and I am joined as always by... Hey, Steve Zimmerman. In the flesh this time. In the flesh. I had to to come to town and pick up some goods for Father's Day and I figured why the hell not make a... Make an episode out of it. That's a good excuse. Yeah. (laughs) It's Father's Day, so I need to buy myself some things. (laughs) Don't tell my wife. She doesn't listen, does she? I hope... Well... Maybe not. I don't know. She might start. The other. Well, let's finish. We got a guest here too. We do have a special guest. Yes, that's true. Who's joining us now? Do I still count as a guest? I think you. You probably take the cake as the the most frequent. The most frequent guest. So, like recurring guest. We might as well just put his name. I wonder if they can guess who I am without. I haven't even said my name yet. (laughs) If we were live, we could easily say, "Guess who this person is," and get a free range pass or something like that. Well, for the people who don't know, I'm Nick Hoffer with Hoftech Industries. There we go. And he's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. And if they don't know, tell us what uh, Hoftech Industries is all about. I'm only a big deal in small circles. (laughs) Hey, um, if you fill fill the circle, that's all that matters. Exactly. So uh, Hoftech Industries is a small brand holster company, um, specialized in OEM OEM work for other companies, as well as now we have our own holster line. So yes. and then I think, what was it, January or so when I was on, I talked about our Holster Academy, which we're working with three companies now. That's going to take a little bit longer to grow than I expected. but It's still happening. Though. It's still happening. We're still building content, and I'm actually working with three other Holster companies to uh, get them going. And then we have some OEM stuff with some bigger companies, and now we just launched the H1 Holster line, which is live on the website. Um, and we can maybe talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, they look good too. Yeah, it's working out really well, and uh, people have responded really well to it. So nice. So staying busy as always sounds like. Yeah, but more focus now. A lot more focus. Cool. I, don't, I only have one business at the moment, so. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll find something else to do. No, I got. I'm, I I got, I got a good three months worth of focus left in me on this until you, yeah, until you go to something else so no it's good i'm glad everything's going well yeah maybe we'll dive into that more um later yeah we need to, we need to talk about. Um, but uh today we are talking about kind of more of a light-hearted one i think i'm um, talking about guilty pleasure guns um guns that uh maybe that got away deals that we had or maybe guns that we shouldn't have sold um and i'm not gonna lie when you said guilty pleasure like you brought this up i was thinking something like is this something i'm you know, alone at night in the dark basement <laughs> thinking about, thinking about uh, fantasizing yeah, about that guns. Sounds a little odd, but no, but we talk about, you know, you, you know, the, the practicality of guns, you, yep. you know, talking about CCW pieces, talking about, you know, training and all that kind of stuff. Right. But at the end of the day, guns are still fun to shoot. And there's Absolutely. nothing wrong with owning a firearm or a dozen firearms just to say that you have one. Or let's just say a dozen. A do- uh, let's start with a dozen. <laughs> Um, but just to say that I oh, feel underarmed at the moment. You've got two. <laughs> starting at a dozen. I feel underarmed. You've got two arms. <laughs> He's got two yeah, arms. Sounds yeah. like you guys have a lot more. Um, a couple. Uh, a couple. Um, but do safes float? 
There's only one way to find out. Um, I think I have found out. Just so everyone knows, I'm pretty sure Steve stores his safe <laughs> underwater because he's always talking about this boat accident that's happened. Uh, you've almost picked up on the pattern. <laughs> it's almost like I'm making up stories. There's a lot of lakes in eastern Idaho. I know that much. Well, it's not Minnesota, but there's a few. There's a few. Not 10,000. Is it a land of 10,000 lakes? I don't remember. I've only been there once, and that was enough. I've never been to Minnesota. And it wasn't last week. <laughs> I was going to say, this seems like a bad time to visit, so your guns might be safe. Yeah. Yeah, this was a couple years ago when, when it was still normal. Yeah. Ish. It's probably still cold, too, either way. It was, it was not... Yeah, it's not a place I would visit often. No. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, but, um, you know, there's there's... Guns are fun, and it, there's no reason that you can't have a gun just for fun or as a range toy or um, because you saw it in a movie or a video game and you wanted that. Yeah. You know, that's that's, uh, that that's something thunder? to do. I, I wonder if that was thunder. It's a rainy day here in, in the Treasure Valley, oh. so. That was definitely thunder. Yeah, that was too boomy to be full auto fire. <laughs> so you just mentioned that. I, I had a really good idea of one of the guns I want to talk about because of a video game. It's a burst, so. of, burst of thunder? Or just no. No, it was it was right before that happened, and I actually was looking at it out here on the wall before Ooh. we started. Oh, so we have one here. Yeah, you what? have one. Even so, better. Yeah, but we were going to talk about, I don't know, kind of free-for-all with uh, just guns that you wanted or guns that maybe you got and then didn't want, or maybe, like you said, you got it because you found a good deal today that you... I was willing to let go to a customer. In fact, maybe I used that as a selling ploy to, <laughs> to talk him into buying it. Well, it sounded like you couldn't pass it up if... If, if he wasn't going to buy it, I was absolutely going to get willing it. to buy it. I feel I would have, too. That's a great deal. It's a smoking deal. <laughs> uh, well, let's start, Mr. Nick Hoffer. What, uh, what's the gun out there that you would want just because you saw it in a video game? The one on the wall that I saw in Call of Duty was the Kel-Tec KSG. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's on my list, too, man. And that was, that was six, seven years ago, I think, so when it came out and it was in Call of Duty. And then I went from the KSG, because I just saw it, and I was talking to the guy out there about it. And I was like, man, the price has really come down on those. I could actually oh, yeah. afford it now. You remember when they were like $2,000 yeah. or something? Yeah, I didn't know they were too grand. Oh, it was ridiculous. And they didn't they function right yeah, back then. That first generation but was awful. Yeah. That was the best gun in the game. Oh, yeah. Like, and, then, and then it was that SRM uh, 1216, that shotgun. That was mm, the next yeah. one, because it was from Boise. And it was in Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. I had to have it. I actually bought one of those. Did you? Oh, really? Yeah, I bought one because I worked with the uh, distributor for them. Yeah. And I was in their office, and he had one sitting on his desk. And I was like, what are you guys doing with that? And he's like, yeah, we, we sell these. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take one. Can I have one? <laughs> I'll take two. Yeah, and, right. And it was like 2500 bucks. Did Man. it function, though? Like, did it run? Well, yeah, it functioned because it only ran, like, four shells in each tube, and you had to manually, manually crank it. It was not like the game where you could just, like, crank boom, out boom, 16 boom, 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 boom. shots yeah. in a and row. Yeah, it would automatically rotate yeah. through there. And you start to notice when you're playing the game, the hand actually does rotate the shots, but it's way faster <laughs> than me. <laughs> you just needed more practice. Yeah. Yeah, you could have trained to be as fast as Call of Duty. It, it was fun. Actually, I don't even know if I still have that gun. How do you? How are you not sure if you have it? Because I have a safe just for shotguns. <laughs> Did you fall in the water? No, and it, you're, it, and, and you're, it's you're, in my parents' garage because I've moved so much. I decided not to move them around. And you're saying that a couple dozen is or a dozen you feel underarmed? Shotguns are different. Shotguns aren't real guns. Shot, yeah, they're not. They don't count because they're like I have hunting shotguns i got like a shotgun oh, for each now type the, of the excuses start. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. see if i ever get married again i'll have 
good excuses on why I have so many shotguns. Right, right. I suppose so. Yeah, no, I, I remember when I first saw the KSG and I held it in, in my hands and stuff, I'm like, that is a cool shotgun. I don't care if it's tacky and tactical or whatever. I'm like, this thing is cool. I, I have and to I've, admit, so I've always wanted one. I have to admit, I've always wanted one as well. I remember, because Jeff and I have worked together before for, you know, I've known Jeff for a long time, the gunsmith. Yeah. And when we were in Idaho Falls working, he's like, oh, that piece of, you know, he's like, don't ever buy that thing. It's completely worthless. It's junk, yeah. They never run. They're impossible to tear apart. And those Gen 1s were a nightmare to pull apart. Yeah. But it sounds like they've got them figured out. I mean, if John Wick can use one, why can't I? <laughs> That's true. You're like the John Wick of Idaho, so. Um, but uh, John Spud. John Spud. <laughs> Um, but I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, the only thing I've heard is that they, they kick pretty hard or like your, your shoulder gets tired they're kinda after light. 16. They are kind of light. So, so they don't you, absorb the recoil yeah, all that When much. you shoot them, they're kind of different. Yeah. The, the problem is this. You don't just shoot like three rounds. No, you can. Yeah. You, you, shoot, you six, shoot 16, 16. rounds out of them because well, you, you can. And you can put the mini shells in there, yeah, right? The Agula ag- mini shells. Yeah. mini shells fit. So you have like 24 or some ridiculous number. That's amazing. And I have to hand it, we've talked about this before, is that, you know, Keltec is what it is, you know, and they have some neat guns. They, they're I think forward they're thinking and very innovative. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the cool thing about Keltec. Say what you will about maybe the quality or the workmanship or whatever. Or the, there, uh, there is some the things that are ideas, lacking sometimes like in there. The PMR 30, like that's, I had to have one of those forever too. Yeah. And the CMR 30 is the bomb. My buddy's got one of those. We went out shooting in the desert, and it's just ridiculous. Flat shooting. I also like, what's the 9mm with the, that's like collapsible? Oh, the oh, Sub 2000. Yeah, the Sub yeah. 2000. Like, I've that's had, a neat I've gun. I've had two of those, and they, what? A, it's a great backpack gun. Yeah, yeah they work, and they there's nothing fancy about them, nothing special. But and yeah. I've never had any issues until I blew up the barrel in mine. You blew up the barrel? Uh, I got some bad ammunition. It's a long story, but it, it was not the failure of the firearm. Hand loads. Oh my! No, they were actually they were. Well, let's just say I I can't say where I got them from, but they were they were picked up from somewhere else. Were they not uh, Sammy sanctioned? Uh, they were commercially reloaded. Um, how do I say this delicately without getting myself in trouble? Uh, <laughs> you don't have to tell us where they came from. I just I just acquired them. Um, and they needed to be properly disposed of. And so I was the guy that chose to dispose of them. And, Understandable. And there was a reason why they needed to be properly disposed of and not by me. And, a, and not by, exactly, not shot. <laughs> and your sub 2000 also got disposed of in the, in, in the yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, we were, that's okay. That happens. I, I replaced the barrel. It's all good. Um, speaking of video games though. So my like whole, like, I guess formative video game with guns was Goldeneye from back in the day. Oh, yes. And, uh, I mean, it's funny because I went back and played it like a month ago during quarantine because what else are you going to do? On the 64, right? Yeah. 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 And to be able to see, like, what the guns they based them off of, like, the RC P90 looks nothing like the actual P90 that it was based off of. But it's kind of, like, spiritually the same thing. But that was, like, where I kind of, like, formed my my interest in guns. So the the PS90, I guess, would be one that's on my list that... I mean, I don't really have a specific use for is it's kind of too expensive and ammo is expensive. Well, but and it that gun's really intriguing. It is. It's a it's a super common gold. I wish you can you can send (laughs) it to somebody. Jeff can Cerakote it here, Goldby. They actually Cerakote makes a shiny gold like a plating. Really, like it looks like it's a real. Yeah, we could do it. That sounds like I need to buy another AK. I was going to say gold-plated <laughs> yeah. AK. We both went there. <laughs> um, but no, a, a PS90, I mean, that was like one of the first guns I ever saw in real life, too. Like, going into a gun store and like, oh, man, that's like, 
Because then you watched, uh, was it The World Is Not Enough? Like, I watched a lot of James Bond as a kid. And so that was, and they had P90s everywhere in that uh, in that movie. And I was like, man, that looks so futuristic and blah, blah, blah. And I was a big James Bond fan, but I was always distracted by the gadgets. Oh, yeah. I wasn't caught not by the, the girls, guns. But I the was gadgets. distracted by the gadgets and the stuff <laughs> shooting out of the car. And yeah. yeah. Or the Z4 that you could drive like on his, like on remotely his watch. On his watch. Was yeah. it, I thought it was a, a phone. I thought it was, was on his phone. phone. It might have been the phone, yeah. Oh, but it could have been the watch. I'm not. I'm not a huge James Bond guy, so... Yeah. Oh, no? Yeah. No? It's not quite realistic. He was an Indiana Jones guy. It's not up. quite realistic, but John Wick was just fine. Totally accurate. Dude, like, I train with him. Like, I know how it goes. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I but had, at least... It, I had a few places to go with when you said I trained with him, and I really reeled myself thank in you. right That there. was probably a good thing. <laughs> but at least John Wick, like, at least the, the shooting scenarios are plausible. Sure. Well, and Keanu Reeves being trained by... Taryn, Taryn yeah. Butler. So, um, at least it's plausible. And and like my wife will not watch action movies with me. Will not because you gotta be we'll so be watching annoying. a scene. Oh, I'm terrible when it comes. Like, <laughs> uh, he's he's hasn't changed his mag. That, that's revolver. He's not when, gonna have when Glocks here. click on like three yeah. times. After oh yeah, empty. and she'll just like shut up. Just watch the movie. My fiance watches uh, like true crime, like 2020 and all that kind of stuff all the time. And like I'll be walking by because I'm not watching him with her, and they'll show a picture of a gun or whatever, and it's like oh I know it. Like I'll just say what it is. Oh it's a it's a Luger, a Walther, it's a this revolver or whatever. And she goes how do you know that? I don't I, <laughs> I just do. do, but yeah, no, a P ninety or P. I guess a PS ninety would be a good. But that's the thing is, you have to buy it, and then if you want to have it, you know, do it right, you have to SBR it. Yep. And it's expensive as it is. It's like what two grand, I think, for or maybe fifteen hundred for a, a PS ninety. I can't remember what they're, and they're probably going up in price. It that's a. It is a really cool gun on how it functions, and and uh, like field stripping that gun, tearing it down completely down is ridiculously simple yeah there's a button underneath the magazine you push it and it comes into two pieces and then you can pull the you know the the action out of the back it's ridiculously simple which is amazing for how the gun functions yeah well and the compactness of it is like it's really cool too so but and and i'm pretty sure the secret service is running p90s i think so yeah i remember hearing about that i know they were they were talking about doing vectors but the the capacity on a p90 is ridiculous yeah because it's a 50 round mag and i mean the five by or 5.7 is pretty cool round we've talked about that before so lots of knockdown power knockdown stopping power official stopping power i feel like left out of this conversation because i've never shot one we can fix that. Do we you can guys fix have one at the range? We have a full auto, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the only way I would want to shoot one for well, the first time. And, <laughs> and it's the right way to do it. That's the yeah. other thing. Have you shot the, the P90? Yeah. So the trigger is extremely weird on full auto. So <clears throat> you can go single shot. So it's like, bam. And then you're like, well, what the hell? What's going on? You have to pull that trigger all the way back before it rips so open. So it's almost like two stage yeah. for full mm-hmm. auto? It is straight. So you can run it semi in full auto mode if, if you know how to trigger, dis- trigger discipline but yeah you gotta pull it all, all the way back, back and then it rips and then it goes yeah but yeah, it's compact and it just, it just it just sits there I think that's the most easily controlled auto I've ever shot not yeah. that I've shot all sorts of autos but it's, yeah. it's very controllable it's super it's super easy and yeah you could I mean you could throw that in you know any of our backpacks or whatever I mean easily so and two mags and then you got a hundred rounds right there and so maybe one day if I can get if I can get over the price yeah, or I can I can look my fiance in the eye and say F- FN's always proud of their product. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> that is true. That is true. But um, oddly enough, a five seven is not something that I would ever want to get. No, mm, I don't. I, just, I don't. I'm, I get the appeal of it, but it just never. 
Does not, that, do they do that in any other caliber? The 5.7? No, the, the, the P90. The P90. No, only. not because of how it functions. There's no way. Yeah, I don't know. I just five seven pistol never real. I guess if like I had a PS ninety and then it's like oh I want to have like use the interchangeable yeah. ammo that like, that would make sense. And but you can get the Ruger five seven now that, too. That so. is yeah. my. It's not a guilty pleasure. That's going to happen. That's your next gun. Yeah, those ones are fairly like affordable too. And they're like, yeah, you know they're what seven eight hundred bucks compared to the five seven. That's like thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Or something. yeah, it's not. It's about half the price. But that Ruger, did you? So I've shot one. We have I haven't shot the, one. We've had one come through the store, and one of the customers bought. It. I just happened to be here. Yeah, and and he let me rattle off a magazine through it. That is a sweet gun. Oh, I bet it's got to be super smooth. Yeah, and the price point makes it that much better. Yeah, well, that's the thing is I can't. I just. I like to tell my fiance most of the time if I'm gonna spend like over a thousand dollars on a gun, but you know I got to take those as as they come. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't even bother. At, like I, I won't do it because <laughs> you just know the consequences. Yeah, well, I was trying to buy a six thousand dollar gun just a few minutes. I ago. was trying to sell you a six thousand dollar <laughs> gun, but he wouldn't just... come down fifty dollars on the price. So. Oh, no, no deal then. Yeah. Well, and I told him he had to buy me actually one of my dream guns that's up there on the wall. A six thousand dollar gun. Which one? Which one were we Axial looking at? Precision out of yeah. Boise. Oh, it's a nice gun. Yeah, well, six thousand dollars. Nice. Well, yeah. I don't think any of those precision rifles are cheap, so. Oh, the Ruger. <laughs> That's probably why I own like three of them. Yeah, there you yeah go. right. Um, so what's on, what's, what is a guilty pleasure? Uh, so, I, and I've wanted one, not just because I play video games too, but those SVDs in, in 7.62 by 54R. Oh yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I want one, and we happen to have one at the store, but it's not coming home with me tonight. Well, those are really expensive, aren't they? Yeah, that one's I think almost two. Yeah, that's that's a fair amount. But uh, but that cartridge, that fifty four hour cartridge, I mean, that's a formidable round. It's been around a hundred years, and there's a reason why. Yeah, that's the same caliber that the those most in the guns are in. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's a powerful round. Well, and some of their heavy machine guns are in fifty four hour yeah, too. So. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason. Yeah, the, because of the PKM, I think, or something yeah, like that is yeah, so. 5.4R. Yeah. And, and I don't know what it is about that SVD, but just... I, and I have never shot one, so I maybe it's a piece of junk, I'm going to have to look at that when we go out there. Yeah. I doubt it's a piece of junk. It's. I mean, it looks cool. It looks Cold War cool, first of yeah. all. Um, well, but it, and, and it's been a, in a Russian, um, you know, uh, marksman rifle, or I guess it would be a sniper rifle in that mm -hmm. caliber, not a designated marksman, but... It's been in their platform for a long time, so yeah, it's been around for years and years. I mean, it's and years basically and it's an AK. I'm actually right? surprised yeah, he doesn't reason. own one because they've been around long enough. That he's been dreaming about this for what fifty years now. <laughs> fifty four. <laughs> yeah, that I'm would not be... even that old. Come on. <laughs> no, that would be pretty cool. I'd be down with one of those. Um, what about one that got away? You could talk about your deal today. Oh well, and and it's these guys are gonna laugh. It's like, oh, it's not even that special of a gun because it really is not that <laughs> but special. It was, a deal, it was a smoking deal, and and once in a while I fall into them here. So today we had a, a regular customer come in, and uh, we were just kind of BSing around. And I I went somewhere, I was selling another gun or something. I come back out, and he's got this Glock forty three, and it's got the Meprolite sights on the back, right? So yeah. it's got those funky little sights. And uh, and the price point was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, what's the best deal you can do? And Ryan, he's like, here, Steve, you just figure it out. 
And, uh, and the first thing I said is like, well, dude, if you do not buy this gun, I am buying it. So you're probably doing me a favor. Saving me some money. And, and some of that's like a marketing ploy, right? Because I knew that would pique his interest because you got to generate some, some fear of losing it. So. But, you're, but it was honesty. Yeah, yeah it was very it. honest. From what like you said, that you were going to buy it. I was absolutely going to buy it. And the price point... I guess we could talk price. Like we we picked up that gun. Hang on. So what you're saying that there's some good deals to be had here at the range? Uh, yeah, there's still some good deals, and, and inventory's low right now because a lot of people are buying even used guns. Like I was really disappointed to see how slim the used rack was, and I really don't know how that gun got past my my point of view because I first thing I did when I got here is look at the used guns. Yeah, I haven't even taken a lap yet to look and see what's around there, but and there's it not, looked empty. Yeah, there's not much. Anyway, yeah. so. He picks up this gun, and and we we gave him a good deal. Like I sold him that gun for two hundred fifty bucks. That's a good deal. I, I think I told you you can't even buy the mag bases for hundred. Yeah, bucks. it came with it came with the Mep, the Meprolite sight. So if you guys, what's your what eighty bucks anyway? I yeah. think eighty hundred bucks normally. And then three hive base plates. Those are yeah one hundred fifty bucks. And out. then uh, and then the gun itself. And, That's a screaming. And it had a pretty crummy stipple job on it. So I was just going to resurface the stipple job and uh, probably turn around and sell it. Um, or maybe keep it with the other two I have in my safe. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't need another 43, but that one definitely got away today. Yeah. That's one that I, I would have probably bought another 43 for that price. I would have bought a Glock for that price. <laughs> my first Glock Ooh, I would have bought for that price. You still don't have a Glock? No. No, it, it would have been a smoking deal. And, and it's honestly probably better that it got away. Um, I don't think my wife's listening, but I spent a little bit of money yesterday anyways. So uh, It happens. There's some other stuff I got to build, so I bought some parts for my, my other build that I'm working on. Other projects. Yeah. Yeah, I only really have one that got away. Somebody was offering to sell me a Smith & Wesson Model 10 in actually like really nice condition. Really? Yeah, for couple hundred bucks yeah you should have taken it and i should have just grabbed yeah, it that's... and i and i didn't and because I, like, I just didn't have the money at the time um because i was like moving and stuff and but and i'm like man I, and ever you've heard me for months i've said i want a, a revolver yeah it doesn't, doesn't have to be anything fancy i just want a revolver and i was like i would have had one this was like three years ago four years yeah, ago. yeah that's a sweet gun too you would yeah have, you would have been happy with that for your first revolver yeah and it would have lasted forever. forever i never would have gotten rid of it so I actually the the one gun that that got away I owned right? I did some mm-hmm. work for this guy in Idaho Falls and and he was a, a gun collector he'd been all over the world ne- not ever married nothing to do no nothing to spend his money on he worked yeah. for uh, he was on uh, oil tankers he flowed all over the world on his oil tankers he probably made a little bit of money and no matter where he went he would find a place to buy guns <laughs> and I imagine they had to have come through like they were all. Uh, they were all under his name so somehow he got him back into the state some really obscure stuff anyways he had some that's not terribly obscure but i, I he gave me a, a nagon pistol you know the revolver. oh yeah yeah those are pretty cool it, it, that is a sweet gun it's the only revolver i know right now that you can suppress mm-hmm. uh, there might be another one out there anyway so it's got like an enclosed cylinder so what happens is is a cylinder advanced it pushes up against the cone and creates and a gas seal. seal okay anyway so uh one of our customers i'll drop his name alexander crown I, you guys Maybe not recognize. He's worked for Gemtech. You know Alexander. I met Alexander. I, yeah. Anyway, he. Anyone he, listening? He he writes stuff in Recoil. Yeah, he's he's known. <laughs> yeah. He's all right. Um. Anyway, I traded it to him for a sight press, a Brownell sight press, that was a pretty fair trade, I think, for both of us. Sure. Like, Doesn't it, sound fair to me, but okay. Well, it, it was a <laughs> it's a four hundred dollars sight press, so. 
I mean, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And then not long after, I'm like, man, I wish I wouldn't have, I wish I wouldn't have traded it. So I last time I was here, maybe two times ago, he happened to come in and says, hey, Alexander, what'd you do with that? Uh, you still got that Nagan? He's like, what Nagan? Like you, I traded you a gun. He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I got rid of it, <laughs> and it hurt my feelings because he didn't even know I'm like emotionally connected to this the, gun. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care. I just got. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's one man's. You know, trash he, is another man's treasure. You know. He was gonna suppress it, like, and then I wanted to shoot it. And he probably did, and he probably shot it and reviewed it, and then got rid of it. Yeah. And that was that. <laughs> and that gun, like, I mean, it's impossible to have a hundred percent gun, right? But that gun was probably. 80%, 90%, like it was a clean revolver. Right. And, uh, oh well, what do you do? Yeah, because, I mean, those things come up every once in a while. I was going to look it up, but uh, they they don't really come up much anymore. No. Not as much as they used to. No, they used to be in surplus, right? Yeah. But now, now they're harder to find because people want to dick with them. They want to cut them up. And yeah. Well, because you, you used to be able to like get a Mosin Nagant and then a Nagant revolver and basically be in the Red Army. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> well, I bought my Nagant. 18 years ago, 20 yeah. years ago, I paid like 70 bucks for it. Yeah, when, and then when you can get the rifle, yeah. That's when yeah. I got my first squirt gun. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago. You, were you even born yet? <laughs> wow. Barely. <laughs> even I don't try to make Steve feel old. Barely. That's all right. Well, I mean, he's talking about he bought his first gun. Well, I didn't say it was my first Not gun. first gun, but first Nagant 25 years ago. No, it wasn't. I said I was 18. Five. Come on. 18 or 20. I can't remember how long. It wasn't 25 years ago. I was yeah. running around with a cap gun. Nice. <laughs> Wish I could have bought my back first gun 20 could, years ago. Back when you could run around with cap guns oh, and yeah. shoot them and not, not get, get shot trouble. for it. Yeah, yeah, I remember having you know, like the and you would put this like the sheet of caps in there. Yeah. And it, it actually pretty loud. The yeah. little. So I bought the little. The little. I've been messing with this J frame oh, blue gun that we He's have. Throwing here. stuff around. Here. And uh, you used to be able to buy the little revolver that you could put the little cylinder caps in. Yeah, there was a little ring of six, and you could put it in the yeah. cylinder. Yeah. And so go, I bought pop, some pop. of those for my son. A while back, and one out of the six, and every single one worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing's quality anymore. I know, but I was so disappointed because I bought it, and I, he's like, "What's this, Dad?" And I'm like, "Oh, you don't know what about the cat a cap, a cap gun? gun? Yeah, they like, don't I have those so anymore." I was so excited about it, and then he got it. He's like, "This is garbage," <laughs> and he like threw it down. On the those curb. are those for, Thanks, for us that grew up on them. Those are those things you can see, like see the object and smell it. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. remember that and smell. And you can hear and yourself hear the crack. With the cracking of the cap gun, yeah, yeah, because yeah. oh, they had the they had the circular like revolver style ones, and then and they then had the, the paper ones. Remember, yeah, the yeah they like fed a, from the back and it mm-hmm. like rolled up as you shot them. And you had like a fifty, like a, a fifty of them or whatever, because it's probably actual like some sort of like like the pop, yeah, the same something. stuff in the pops pop caps or whatever you call something. them. Something. Some of them were loud too. I'm yeah, go on a cap yeah. gun mission. You get it? Oh, you get, you had a cop gun. Now you get the cops called on you easily. Yeah. You imagine? I should supply all the kids in my apartment complex with cap guns. <laughs> you, you'll get evicted. Yeah. <laughs> Who got all these cap guns? I don't know. I, I think he's an arms dealer. I'll <laughs> tell you what. Um, one gun that I was happy to sell, though, um, was a, I built a seven and a half inch AR in five five six. Shot it like three times. And seven like, and a half, huh? Seven and a half inch barrel. Yeah. Did and you I'm, just like fireballs or? Well, I didn't. I was like, I just want a really compact. Is before I really knew what I was doing too. I was just like, man, that looks cool. I think, why not? You know, before you like, because at least for me, like, I didn't get into the ballistics part until like I got more seriously into guns. So you realized that you were you were good for three yards with that gun. <laughs> yeah, and it was loud. Hey, if it keyholes, yeah. who cares? It, it goes through. The, yeah, but I just like you know what? Nah, I'm not gonna not gonna mess with this. So 
Now I build one maybe in like 300 blackout now. Well, we look at look at the PDX though. That comes in 556, doesn't it? It does. It does. It does come in 556. And that's like a four and a half inch barrel. Yeah, but there's also that big hate break on there that helps well, quite speak, a bit. Speaking of short barrels, I've been seeing on Instagram lately guys making three inch nine millimeter barrels for those ARs. What's the point? I I it, I don't know, but there's a bunch of them out there right now, like. With the comp, it's like four and a half inches. It fits in the inside of a seven-inch handrail, and they actually make now a four-inch handrail or handguard. I guess wow, it's, it's crazy. a backpack PDW or something. And if you're familiar it's, with the AR platform, it just like a, carries it's over. A but legit pistol in a full <laughs> like in a full. AR I guess it'd be cool platform. if you did like a Bren upper or something that didn't have a tube. Sure, I, it, they're they're big right now. So yeah, it's weird to see the trends that come and go. You know. I mean that bear at that point. I guess that's a little little shorter than a pistol barrel, but you're not getting any rotation almost because once yeah. you f- finish the chamber, yeah, there's no way that it stabilizes <laughs> in that three inches. Three, yeah. But I, if it's close enough, I would not want to get hit by it. So I guess I wouldn't want to get shot by it. Now, yeah, you're right. I don't know if you're a bad guy and someone pulls out a AR that has no barrel. If you kind of gets more nervous than when they pull out the Glock, or if you just go, <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> I guess it depends on how into guns you are as yeah. a criminal, yeah. Or or the or the good guy's face. Like, if you're watching his face and he's got this, you just open the wrong door face, then I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know what the, if there's a more of a fear factor, because it's an AR platform, or less, because it has no barrel. <laughs> I don't know, that, I don't, honestly, I don't see the point. I mean, that's like almost the entire chamber. Well, at that point, I'm like, why not just carry a pistol? Yeah. Oh, like a Glock. Something that you can actually yeah. carry. And then yeah. you could just carry like a 30-round magazine in your backpack and carry the gun on your hip if you really wanted to have the capacity. Well, you could go right back to the to the Ruger 57 and have more velocity out of a, yeah. Out of a handgun. Yeah, that's true, too. And there's, what's the capacity, like 20? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, pretty hefty. Yeah, if you do the if you do the five seven the FN, mm-hmm. you can get thirty round mags. Right. So. Um, talking about we talked about video games a little bit about movies though. Like, what's like a movie gun that you saw that you were like, I need this, or like it's a dream gun, a movie gun, and not John Wick. Not well, that just pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's so. that probably every gun ever made. Basically, you could probably attribute to John Wick. Well, he has. If you've seen all three of them, yeah. He uses a wide variety. He sure does. Well, he doesn't he discriminate. he carries 14 guns on him at all times. So. Including an HK yeah. in the beginning, yeah. Yeah. But I digress. Hmm. If I had to Let choose think something that. from that movie, it'd be the dog. It wouldn't even be the guns. It'd be the Mustang. I'd take the <laughs> yeah, dog seriously. over the guns. <laughs> um, I remember when I saw um, Die Hard, and oh. the, the AUG was what the caught my eye. Yeah, yeah, the AUG was like, man, that thing looks like... I don't know, I guess I have a thing for futuristic guns. Things that look just completely out of this world and that, like, just don't even really look like guns. They almost look like fake guns or whatever between the P90 and the AUG. Well, yeah. And I have shot an AUG. And, oh, really? And they do shoot nice. Like, mm-hmm. they function just fine. It's an interesting gun. We used to have a used one here for a little while. Yeah, there was one on the used rack for a while. Yeah, it didn't stick around for long. It only counts if it's green. I think it was gray. Was it gray? Yeah, yeah. it was gray. Because anytime I think of that gun, I think of that, like, army green. So, like, <laughs> yeah, and the original scope on it too that they have oh, on yeah, the pencil yeah. looking scope. Yeah, I'm not gonna think here. What? Well, what's you're talking the AUG off of? What was yours from Die Hard? Yeah, 
The Og? No, his was The Og. Have you thought of something off of a movie? Well, not off of a movie yet. Mine was the my first gun was the KSG that right. was from video games. But yeah. you watch movies, right? I do. But here's the thing: <laughs> the the whole like gun thing for me didn't start until like ten years ago. So all the movies I watched before that, I wasn't fascinated by the guns. <laughs> you weren't. They weren't the focal point. Like no, some of us. Like, yeah, that wasn't like the focal point for me. But when it comes to like guns and movies or TV shows, like if I had to like pick one right now, it would be the. Uh, python from walking dead yeah yeah there you go like see that that's a good one yeah that's yeah. true that i had a chance to buy there's another gun that got away oh, i did okay. have a chance to buy and a it python. would have to be like the nickel with wood oh yeah grip. absolutely oh, yeah absolutely. yeah you'd have to do it exactly the with same. a six inch barrel yeah yeah absolutely like, i don't know why but like when i watched that and watched him walking around shooting that gun i was like that is the worst zombie gun ever. <laughs> but it is so cool. They are they are sweet. Yeah. I would not no offense, but I wouldn't buy a new one. I would not buy a new one. Oh, the new one. Yeah, we they, talked about that before. Did they start producing them again? Yeah, they reproduced them and they're having issues with them. They've taken out like 28 parts out of the action. Really? Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, oh. there's not that same handmade no, like No, they're not hand fit anymore by any means. Um so I like to watch a lot of westerns. So Okay. Uh, I had one similar to it, but the old Colt Lightning or Thunderbolt. I think it's the Thunderbolt pump action forty-five. Oh yeah, man, that's a cool gun. That'd be cool. I had the Taurus version, which did not function the same. <laughs> Who'd uh, thunk? It was a, it was a good knockoff, but it, I mean it's no Colt. <laughs> and uh, I really really want one, but they're really really expensive now. Yeah, they cost like cost three a grand. Bit. Yeah, see, that's a lot of money. So, yeah, that's a lot for a revolver. <laughs> no, it's a it's a pump action. Oh, what you're rifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're just cool. They're super cool. The only pump action rifle I had was in twenty two. Is that what you're talking about? It's similar to that. Yeah, yeah. similar setup. Yeah. yeah. I remember one of my friends growing up. He had like, I don't even know what it was. It was a it was a twenty two, and it was a pump action. We used to shoot ground squirrels out of his kitchen window in the, in the horse pasture nice and then his parents would come home and we clean all the brass up put it back in the closet <laughs> yeah the first i think the first rifle i ever shot was actually a pump action 22 yeah now that i think about it they're it's, a lot it's of cool fun. yeah yeah and it's it's a completely different feeling when you're running a pump action it's not like a pump action shotgun because mm-hmm. there's, there's not a lot of recoil associated with it yeah they're fun. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, lever guns. I mean, those are old guns, but those are still fun. I mean, those are in Western movies all the time or yeah. Jurassic World or whatever, you know. Chris Pratt with the Henry. Yeah. My yeah, first, those would be cool to have. My first hunting rifle was a thirty thirty because I liked it from the Western movies. And I See, had the saddle go. ring on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Or like a uh, uh, lever action shotgun like uh, Terminator 2. We have one out here. Just yeah. like just like the Can one on Terminator. Can you it through your armpit? I could not, personally, no. But <laughs> While you're riding your motorcycle? Oh, that'd be sweet to try. That's the though. only reason to actually have it. If you're going to have a pump out or a lever action shotgun like that, it's just yeah. you have to do it that way. So <laughs> there's no other way to do it. Yeah, it makes me think of John Wayne and his, his carbine that he shoots in uh, K. It's not Cahill. Rooster Cogborn. Oh. You guys, have you guys even... You guys, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I need to I, get on the Westerns. I love Westerns, but I couldn't remember what was in them because it's been so long since <laughs> I've watched them. Yeah. I'm I mean, a Clint Eastwood spaghetti Western fan. I love those crappy spaghetti Westerns. Yeah. 
I've not watched a Western in a long time, but yeah, that's yeah, another they, dream gun. Like I'd take his six shooter. Oh yeah. His single action in mm-hmm. a fistful of dollars any day. Yeah. Any day of the week. Do you own any black powder pistols? I do not. See. I'm surprised. Cause it's too much work. <laughs> there's also see, that. See, I, I own one, but I've never shot it. Yeah. I think I got it on some sort of a trade. And they're cool. Like the old cap and ball or like a Navy, a Colt Navy that mm-hmm. they're, they're sweet. And, and they bark, but it's just too much work to keep them clean. And yeah, I feel like you wouldn't want to use them as like shooters. No, you know, maybe, maybe once, once a year. Yeah, yeah, but just imagine riding through the desert on your horse, and you've got to shoot behind you, and then you got to stop, load those back up. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, just riding through eastern Idaho John on Wick horse. Didn't use I think one. that's I don't what you should use for home defense: black powder revolver. Well, just the smoke inhalation might be enough. Yeah, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna go down with that. <laughs> um, what about like guns from like history? Like for me, M1 Garand has been on my list oh, forever. Man. Like I have no appreciable use for one other than like the fact that it's like you know the gun that won World War II. Basically, for me, it's the M1 carbine. Oh really? Oh my gosh, that's a fantastic gun. Those are cool. But I don't want I don't want the reproductions. I want. Like an original an harvester or um was ibm i think made them for a little while yeah i, I want one of the original like issues real yeah. war produced mm-hmm. i want a wartime version yeah and people are extremely proud of them so that's probably not going to happen yeah if i were to get an m1 grand it would be like one war production kind of deal and if i really could like going off the walls like a thompson submachine gun oh from, yeah but that's next to impossible and the ones that they make now i heard are not good they're mm-hmm. not I, I have the one that's in the uh what is that the guitar case <laughs> oh you have you have yeah, that? I have one but the the mags don't lock in they right. don't run quite it the same yeah so our thompson here yeah we uh somewhere jeff located a matching receiver set so what happened in the 20s and 30s is the feds were just cutting them up into pieces like they were using cutting torches or whatever they could yeah, anyway just destroying them however they could we were able to find two pieces of the receiver that met close enough and we welded them back together. We had it remachined and then produced it into the full auto. So it's an actual, whatever, 20, 1921 Thompson or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's not the same. You're right. The new ones yeah, just new ones are not the same. same. Mm-hmm. They don't feel the same. They just, they don't. Well, it's not even fun to shoot because it's not full auto. Yeah. Like you, if, if you've watched, like you've watched movies and like seen them on TV, like it doesn't even like give you the same. No. Like, oh this is cool like i took it out of the case i was like oh this is so cool and then i shot it and i was underwhelmed and i hate really? it when, i hate it when you get a gun and you're underwhelmed well and they're so yeah. stinking heavy like well and the that yours probably has the long barrel on it too and, right and i had stick mags yeah i had the long barrel and mm-hmm. had stick mags not the drum not the mag 50 rounder. yeah so it didn't even look right so you're just like way underwhelmed when you shoot yeah yeah, see, I would want the the M1A1 version, like that they carried in World War II, like with yeah. the stick mags, with instead of the the foregrip, just the the wooden handguard, like That's, that would be. Mine has the handguard. Oh, it doesn't really? Have the, it well, doesn't have the little the little uh, broom handle thing. Did yeah. you ever? So I don't know if you guys played Xbox when you were kids. Was it even around Xbox? Yeah, the original Xbox. Yeah, so oh, I was, we we were around for like Super Nintendo. Dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about you youngins anymore, but did you ever play Brothers in Arms? Uh uh-uh. uh I don't remember. Oh no, Band of Brothers. No, but brother, I played Medal of Honor. <laughs> that was that it was, was where the I same. It, uh, Brothers in Arms. That's what it was. Brothers in Arms. World War Two. It yeah. actually followed an actual like 
it was about an actual unit or an actual squad. Oh, okay. And so it kind of went through their battles. Anyway, when it comes to World War II guns, that is one of my most favorite games because you have the, the 03A3 and then you got the, the Carbine and you got the Grand. Oh, not the Grand, but the um, the M1. Yeah. Like, man, that game was fun. The Mauser. I, I, I want a Mauser. Like, a K, we just sold a K98 today. Oh, yeah. those That would be cool. Man. Those are still pretty... I mean, they're not cheap as no, they used to be. No, everything's gone up, but... Yeah, that would that would be kind of cool if you have like all of like a grand right below a um, Lee Enfield, yeah. right below a K ninety eight, right below a, a, an Arasaka, or what? Is that what I think it's what it yeah. is. I'm taking notes on all these. I'm by the twenty two version of all these because that's where all the there is a twenty two version of a yeah. carbine out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to go to Red's Trading Post in Twin Falls, and they had all of the like different twenty two replicas on one end of the gun uh, counter. And I, I think I bought a couple of those. I've never been in there. <laughs> You've never been in no. Red's Trading Post? Oh, I tried to cool find it one time. Store. I couldn't find it for some reason. It, I got lazy. It's on the south side of the uh, of town now. So yeah, I got lazy. I hate Twin Falls. No offense if you live in Twin Falls. <laughs> what's wrong with Twin Falls? Once you once you cross the bridge, it's like, man, what's wrong with this place? <laughs> got to get out of here. And, and notice like, none of Twin Falls is on this side of the the north side of the bridge. So. That's true. And I like to I like to drive over the bridge just to watch people randomly jump off. Like it used to freak me out at first before I realized that they were like using barriers. I was like, drove over one day and there's like three people just jumped off. Really? And I was like, what the They're heck? base jumping? Yeah, base jumping. Oh, they come yeah. from all over the world to base jump there because it's the only place that it's like legal. So there's, <laughs> we built, was it not the Texas Roadhouse? There's some restaurant on the. It's like Applebee's or something. Maybe right there, right there on the side of the cliff. Yeah. And one time we were coming to work and there was a guy that wasn't base jumping. Oh, just, just jumping to they jump? Were, they closed the whole bridge off. We couldn't get to work. Wow. And uh, they talked him down. But yeah, he uh, he had enough. Yikes. That, no that's good. a long ways down. Yeah, that's a lot of yeah. time to think. I was going to say, that's a lot of time to think about what you just did with no turning back. Nope, that's <laughs> Man. it. Um, going back to uh, revolvers, though, uh, my like... My revolver just like for no reason would be... Uh, besides just like a... well. Not the Smith and Wesson, but the Chiapa Rhino, like a four inch or five inch Chiapa Rhino. Like, pull that out of your safe and show somebody that. Like, so the, that'd be a lot of fun. The cool thing about those Chiapas is, like, you see them in movies, and they're always like the futuristic. They're gun space in revolvers, the yeah. Well, isn't yeah, like, that what was in um, Hillboy? He had a yeah, yeah, he yeah. Did. He had a Chiapa yeah, Rhino. I think he had the the longer version though and a lot of the like space movies they'll use the little snub nose chop and they're like laser guns yeah yeah and i'm like that's a real gun yeah <laughs> yeah no it's they look i think they look really cool and just like almost like a just a, almost like a range toy to have there's no real practical purpose i made a holster for a guy that carries one for and they really? shoot it. yeah it's a, i think it was like 357 uh, snub it's, it's like the size of a j-frame but a lot yeah. thicker yeah they shoot nice oh yeah i imagine they have to because it, they're it, so it, huge it's and, a strange recoil impulse because you're you're used to you know a revolver taking off up in the recoil mm-hmm. but where it's the the bottom lug yeah it's just straight in your palm and it it's not uncomfortable to shoot yeah it probably does shoot really nice i haven't had a chance to shoot yeah. i don't even think i've held one well they have actually. a really cool uh grip to them because mm-hmm. the, the handle is not traditional revolver no, they have and finger grooves on and, the yeah. handles and yeah. looking at them you think well that thing's that's gonna be awful yeah but they're not well and it's like i remember the first time i saw it i'm like man it's ugly it's just butt ugly it is and ugly. Then, like every time i saw it i was like 
It's not that. It's like it's almost like so ugly. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think. I think the more you're around guns like that, the more you understand it, and you go, "Oh, that's actually kind of cool looking," because mm-hmm. you see so much of the same over yeah. and over. Yeah. That, well, and that's you know you kind of bring up a funny point because. You hear people. There's no. There's no innovation in firearms. No innovation in firearms. <laughs> and then when somebody like Keltec or Chiapa comes up with something, that's stupid. Why would you do that? It's yeah. a waste of money. I'm never buying it. So you can't have both ways. Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, you've got to at least. I think it just takes a longer time because like Chiapas, those rhinos have been around for a while. Yeah, they've been around for a little. And while. like Keltec, that you know, we're talking about KSG being out for six, seven years now, and I mean they still don't sell a bunch. I don't yeah. think, but I. At least they're still around. They still make them, you know? So that means at least there's some kind of market for them. Well, and then the, the people who are talking about no innovation, like, we're buying Glock replica pistols all the time. And pe- and mm-hmm. people are making what you're buying. It's like, today, today I was looking at something on Instagram. I think Rainier Arms posted a, a aluminum 365, SIG 365 frame. And it looks just like the plastic frame so yeah. i was like well what do you need that grip module for it looks just yeah. the same except it's twice the weight and more expensive than the whole gun but people will buy it and they and do it'll so. go from there yeah so ryan he's got uh, i can't remember the name of it but it's a modular glock style pistol but it's it's like uh it's not aluminum but it's a it's a milled frame and then it comes with like you can buy all sorts of different pieces so it's a 19 size frame but it comes with a 17 module the zed zev zrd no frame it's aluminum and it's got different dust cover slash rail portions for the different links yeah it's it's kind of cool but he bought the whole kit you know for the store and it's got like a a a 19 slide and a 17 slide and a 34 slide it's a lot of money but it it is cool like it's Mm -hmm. innovative but it Really, all it is is just a Gucci Glock. That's right. all it is. That you can interchange. And it's it's all right, but... <laughs> well, do you think that, like, I think... Do you think modular is going to be kind of the way of the future with that stuff? Yeah, I th- I think so. Like, I, people like options. Yeah. But, again, when we talk about innovation, like, people want different things, too. And, and every year when we go to SHOT Show, like, we're always looking for, oh, what's the what's next? What's the newest, coolest thing, yeah. And, uh... And I guess maybe with firearms, it's hard to create something new and exciting because you're kind of, you're in the same box. You're just changing the shape of the box, I guess. Well, and the thing with that is, is just like we said, when you come out with something off the, out of the box, people are like, that's, that's dumb. And then when you do something similar, people will still say that, but they'll buy it. Yeah. It's hard to get people to take money out of their wallet for something that's new because as we all know, we're like, well, we're going to hold out and see see how it yeah how it works out yeah. it's cool but we'll wait when it comes to something that's a replica or a replacement or just a little bit of a chain a different slide cut like a yeah. different frame cut oh yeah we'll we'll drop 500 bucks on yeah. a part that the whole gun was only 500 dollars. Yeah. but then again absolutely. it's you're, i mean it's it's trusted you know and you've got to i guess with innovation yeah you've got to also make money on it so it's a much bigger risk yeah for people to do that yeah and what's interesting too, then you think about it, like all the old guns, like old Western style guns or old like World War II surplus or anything like that, those are just getting more and more expensive because people still want those. Well, and I think at some point, like a lot of the old boys that have been collecting that kind of stuff, that that generation's going away. They're, yeah. You know, they're passing away and handing things down to sons or grandsons or whatever. And at least 
in my perspective, like the grandsons, they don't appreciate what those were. So you'll probably see a, 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 a slow uptick in a the market. resurgence, you think? And and they'll be, you know, the price point might come down. And I'm going to sit and wait for the, all those machine guns to come back on the market. Well, that is not happening. Man. There's some sitting, there's some originals sitting in some collections that are going to start popping up. Yeah. The, the downside is, is if, if feds get to them first, they're just, they're going to get cut up. Then Which they're is, gone. Isn't that, that is so sad. It's a travesty. Unless some museum or something can pick them up. So I'm yeah. looking for that Thompson to replace the one that I have. <laughs> going for the real deal. Yeah. I can't remember who told me the story. This was a while ago. Some, so like his grandfather or something was in World War II, like went all through Germany. Yeah. Well, one day they were playing in the attic and they opened grandpa's army trunk and there's like a, a Schmeiser in there, a nine millimeter. <laughs> Somehow he got back, not registered, fully automatic. Like I think there's more of that stuff floating around than you than we're aware of. I, like, oh, I, I'm sure. I kind of hope came so. came home on the plane. And uh, who was, gosh, I wish I could tell me, I'm sure whoever's listening might want me to remember who told me the story too, but you never know if the feds are listening. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, this was probably a while ago in, in my ventures talking to people, but yeah, they're like, uh, just, just close the trunk and Pretend don't you weren't here. Yeah. Cause what do you do in that situation? Ha- he you said can't. you have two options. You can, you can turn it in and, and you, you're, you're probably going to be a felon Yeah. because you're in a possession of a non-registered. Yeah, because you can't register it. And then, uh, or or you just shut the trunk and forget about it. Because can you even, like, donate it to a museum? Or, like, can you, you know? That's, that's ridiculous. You think there would just be some kind of a, a safe option out? Because yeah. they didn't know what was in there. Like, I'm sure there's an option because people walk machine guns into police stations in California all the time and don't go to jail. Yeah, for 200 bucks. They get, yeah, they get paid for and it. And get a gift so. card. <laughs> and that's the other frustrating thing. Like, people that are trying to do the right thing, they get penalized where... You could be some thug off the street and yeah, here you go. Here's some Lakers tickets. Well, and it's, it's (laughs) the thing is to me, it's history, you know, it's all part of history and all that stuff. And you know, you've got to either hide it or get destroy it or, you know, get in trouble for having it. I don't know. And you got to weigh those options. I'll tell you one gun that I really, really want. That is a dream gun. And maybe someday I'll get it is the arsenal strike one. I don't know what that is. And and I need Nick to build me a a holster for it. (laughs) I, uh, I've had one of those come into the shop. Oh, have you? Yeah, it was like a pre-production one. So is it the American Arsenal, or was it actually no, the European? No, it was like, it was imported. Uh, it was when one of the guys that I was working with was doing some import stuff. And oh, somebody we both know? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so I, I did a holster <laughs> for it, but I waited forever for that to become a thing, and I, I really wanted to like do some stuff for it, and there's some guns I've just given up on. Well, that was kind of a sad deal because they completely shut down importation of that gun, which is sad because that handgun is amazing. Amazing. I've never even heard of it. So have you seen that Larry Vickers uh, video where he's with the Spetsnaz and mm-hmm. they're doing yeah. all that crazy stuff? So the, the Spetsnaz are running. That's their... Oh, that's their sidearm? Yeah, and, it looks very Russian. And it's an amazing firearm. There's, really? There is zero muzzle rise when you shoot that firearm. Wow. It's it's a flash. Speaking of muzzle rise, did did that Hudson pistol go away? Yeah, yeah, I think that came. They died. And went. <laughs> I got to shoot that at Shot Show. I liked it. I didn't think it was a bad gun. I had to, I had a little hard time like 
getting my site acquisition at first. And that was another gun I was super excited. Talk about innovation. They actually did some innovation with that yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah, The The recoil system was something that was a little bit different. But it's too bad that it just kind of petered out. I don't know if they couldn't keep up with the demand or if they had some quality issues. I think maybe the price point, too, was, that was, painful. was a big issue. Yeah. And maybe they rushed too too quickly to too big to try and get stuff out but yeah that was an awesome gun it really was yeah it looked cool and i'm sure it shot cool so. that was one i did really want really but they were they just wanted too so, much for them now that we've made it back to modern guns yeah <laughs> uh one of the guns that i really wanted for a long time was the nemo omen that 300 win mag oh yeah AR and that was 10. a cool gun when it came out too and i wanted one of those so bad but i couldn't i mean six thousand yeah. dollars for it and i've I mean, I they couldn't. I couldn't justify. I was married back then. And I definitely <laughs> was not justifying that because yeah. that meant I needed a five thousand dollar optic to go on top yeah, of it. Exactly. And I've shot them a quite a bit. I know people that own them, and I've I've taken them out and shot them. And I love the gun, but it had it had so many issues for so long that I couldn't justify buying it. Couldn't justify the price. Yeah. But I, I know they're out now, and they they sell but they're just they're it was so expensive and i i love the idea of it and i love the round but it it escaped me because i couldn't come up with the money i remember when that's a lot of money to come up with they came to visit us when i was in idle falls and and they let us shoot it in the range and yeah that was a cool gun well brock over at mcm has one and his has an 18 inch barrel (laughs) and he's got the uh what was it the Gemtech arrow on the oh, end of it, sweet. so that big can that was ba- it was basically designed for that gun. Yeah, and it was the one of my favorite guns I've ever shot more than the 50 cal when I shot the fi- like I would rather shoot the Omen than like the Barrett 50. Wow, with the suppressor, yeah. Like Brox is dialed in perfect. He loads the ammo like it, it's it's awesome. But yeah, when it shoots, I liked it better than the 50 cal. Wow, nice. Um, well, um, oh, jeez. Okay. Gosh, dang it. Are you going to take that on speaker? I'm not. (laughs) Is it potential spam? Because maybe we do need to take it on speaker. it's actually my neighbor. Oh, dear. Your dog got out. (laughs) No. Um, I was going to say, I was going to, we were going to, I'm probably going to close it out anyway, so. I will do that right now. Sure. (laughs) Um. I don't know what to say now. Um, he has editing capabilities. <laughs> yeah, my editing capabilities are way better. So, um, yeah, I, and maybe there's some some other stuff that our listeners like. We're like, oh man, why didn't you talk about X or Y? Yeah, or yeah, if you should you, do comments on that. If so you have a uh, if you have a, a gun that got away or a dream gun that you're you know looking at one day or um, anything that we missed, let us know. Podcast at iishooting.com and uh, Facebook and Instagram at Range Minded Podcast and and let us know. Right on. You guys be safe. Take somebody shooting. Yes. All right. It was great to be on here talking with you guys again. Thank you again, Nick. We'll talk to you next time. Perfect. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.